Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Something is really bothering Dorinda. I've sat and supported you my whole life. You're a coward. Sit your ass down. I never said that. You're a sick human being. Get over it. They got you had it. We want to help you. Don't you understand? We want to help you. You're not getting it. We have a new girlfriend who's lovely, Leah. You're amazing. Love you. I think she's a classy girl. I think she's quite lovely. Kind of rough on the edges. I never the pirate. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and I'm feeling alive. <laughs> the Roni trailer has been released. The new season starts April 2nd, and I truly cannot wait. And nothing cures seasonal depression quite like a Roni trailer. I think the new season looks fantastic. Again, I just say that I could watch those women do anything. I love to watch them pack. I love to watch them just be. I loved seeing Sonia take a shit in the corn maze. I mean, the movie signs could never. It could never. Just seeing Sonia. I wish she wasn't taking a... <laughs> I think she was just urinating. But either way, she dropped trow in the cornfield, and I felt more alive than I felt in months. And I will say that I, I'm sure we'll all miss Bethany. And I think her presence, or her lack of presence, is going to be felt. But I hope that we all go into this with an open mind. I think that the seasons without Bethany were still fantastic. And I know a lot of people jumped ship when Bethany was not around. But I stand by the fact that those seasons were great. We got our Heather Halla Thompson. Holla! I'm not sure how this new Leah mob is going to be, but she looks appealing to me on uh, the trailer. It looks like she's a little bit wacky, a little bit weird. She makes out with Tinsley at one point. I'm all on board with the Leah mob. I just followed her on Instagram because I was like, you know what? I need to know more about this Leah. I need to get a good uh, a good sense of who she is. And so I'm following on Instagram. And I don't follow all the housewives on Instagram. I do follow all the Roni women. But for the most part, I, I try to steer clear because I don't like seeing all of their content. But the Rowney women, I just can't resist. And so I'm excited. Again, I say we're going to miss Bethany. It's just a fact of nature. It is what it is. But I still think those women are all-stars. We got Dorinda. Slorinda is back. She says something to Luann when Luann's holding the Giovanni bag. You're a sick they, human they being. Get it. over it. They got you had it. She slams the door and says, you know, <laughs> I don't remember what she says, but it's great. And she's wearing a very bizarre outfit in that scene, too. Um, and it seems like everyone's giving Dorinda a bit of an intervention this season. I don't think it's about the drinking. I think it's about her anger. But I've heard that maybe she's not with John Medesian anymore. So maybe that's something to do with her anger. I don't know. I do think the overarching storylines might be a little bit messy because 
as we all know, Bethany decided at the last minute not to do the upcoming season. So I'm sure production was a little bit confused as to what to do. They probably didn't quite plan for a Bethany-less season, uh, but they had to improvise. And so I hope we all go into it with an open mind and we support these women because New York needs our support because if we don't support it, then they might get rid of some of these women. And quite frankly, I can't handle Bravo getting rid of Ramona Singer. I can't handle Bravo getting rid of Dorinda Medley or Sonia Tremont Morgan. I think I could do with Luann being a friend of, but I don't want her to get off my TV screen. She looks batshit as ever in the upcoming trailer. She drinks again, you guys. She takes a, a sip of some straight vodka or something like that. Woo! You guys just talking about I'm getting goose pimples. I am so excited. I really never feel more alive than when Roni's on television. I just think it's the greatest show of all time. And it makes me just want to go back and watch old episodes. We got the holidays are coming on Roni this upcoming season. We see Halloween. Ramona got scared in the street. <sighs> it's going to be Christmas, Thanksgiving on Roni. I think we're going to have all the seasons, and I just feel good. I feel great. I feel grand. I feel like Celine Dion in Vegas singing that song, I'm Alive. <laughs> you ever heard her sing the live version of I'm Alive? I can't wait to fly. I feel that I'm alive. And so are you. Do you know that song? Oh, it's a great jam. I feel like Celine Dion in Vegas. I feel alive. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait. I'm a little upset, though, that it's premiering the day after my last live show in Chicago. We might still have to talk about it on the road, because I have more thoughts about this trailer. I kind of feel like I need to break it down frame by frame. I, we might have to do that. We might have to at least like kind of explore it during the live shows. I'm not sure. Uh, but either way, I just feel great. And the Beverly Hills trailer, I'm told, is coming very soon as well. Although I could care less about that one. I did have a bad attitude about Beverly Hills because I just haven't enjoyed it the past few seasons. But, you know, I'll watch the trailer for sure. But nothing like Roni. Nothing. Those women, I don't even give a shit if they don't have a storyline all season. I don't care if they're just in that fucking corn maze with their pants down. That's enough for me. There was a, a shot in there of Sonia getting licked by the dog. She was tonguing a dog. And I just thought, yep, here we are. This is what the Bravo is missing right now. This is what Bravo's missing. Anyway, we have to talk about our other housewives. We have to get into Atlanta is finally back. Other Atlanta. I don't, I feel like something's going on there. What's with Nini's not in the episode again? And we had a few episodes at the beginning of the season that Nini was not there. And I know there were these rumors that she didn't sign the contract until later. So I had expected that she wouldn't be in those opening episodes, but then she missed another one. And I wonder if I know there's a rumor that Bravo is paying these people per episode now instead of like a season thing. I don't know if that's true, but it, it seems like it could be true, because why else would Nini just not be in the episode at all? It's very bizarre to me, but she was gone the whole episode. And when Nini's gone, I miss her. And then when she's there, I'm like, ah, I don't really care. <laughs> you know. But when she's gone, I miss her. I'm like, where's Nini? I don't know. I need the women either fully in or fully out. I think if I didn't think that Nini was a full-time housewife... I think I'd be fine with it. But knowing that she's in those opening credits and then she just doesn't appear in the episode, it's like, what's happening here? What is happening? I don't know what's going on with those contracts, but we open on, uh, we see a little of Riley's back from her excursion in New York. She said to her mom, Candy, she said she didn't see Kayla, her stepsister at all, the whole time they were in New York. She said, I didn't hang out with her. And again, Riley looks like she's not interested in being on film. She just, I don't think Riley wants to be on camera. And so to that, I say, let's get Riley off the cameras. She doesn't need to be filming. 
I don't think she's getting paid because I don't think the Atlanta kids get paid for anything. So what's Riley doing on camera? I don't think she wants to be there. Get her off. She don't want to be there. Then we see, oh, this sit-down. This sit-down with the cookie lady. First we see Cynthia meeting Eva, and then Tanya comes, and they're talking about this cookie lady and this drama with Kenya Moore. And Kenya Moore shows up, and they say, Tanya says to Kenya Moore, you look really pretty, and then Kenya says, I like to look extra pretty when I read a bitch. Ah, you guys, Kenya's a mess. Kenya's a hot mess, and I love watching her on TV. She is giving me the things that I miss from these other women. I want some of the other women to be as messy as Kenya is. And in real life, I would not want to be friends with Kenya more. But on TV, I want to watch every second of her. That's like James Kennedy on Vanderpump Rules. It was so refreshing to have her back and that uh, to have him back on this week's Vanderpump Rules. And that's how I feel about Kenya Moore being back in Atlanta. I think I missed her, even though she's a big hot mess and the things she does to people truly unforgivable. But I love watching it. And she's so pissed at Tanya about this wig thing. She says, you tried to discredit me. And Tanya is ill-equipped, as Eva said. She is just out of her league. And I wouldn't want to fight with Kenya at all. I would not recommend it to anyone. It's hard showing up to a fight with Kenya more because she'll fight dirty and she'll say really nasty things. And that's what we love to watch on the TV. But it does not bode well for friendship. Do you know what I'm saying? At one point, Kenya called Tanya, see you next Tuesday. I think. They blurred it out or they bleeped it out and it kind of trailed off. It was hard to understand what she said. And then uh, Cynthia, it's revealed that Cynthia was the one who like invited the cookie lady to the meeting previously on camera. And Cynthia is very sneaky, you guys. And I think we're all seeing more and more of it. But I have to agree with Nini when Nini said that Cynthia does some things that are just down low and shady and she gets away with it because she's so sweet. And I think she is sweet. But there are things that I think Cynthia does that I'm opening my eyes to, and I'm seeing very fresh for the first time. And this was one of them. And then meanwhile, Kenya invited the cookie lady to show up to this meeting. And the cookie lady, like, more stage than ever, she goes, the dessert's on me. She showed up. <laughs> and no one knows her fucking name. She just shows up. She showed up with some cookies, and she said, dessert's on me. And it was such a soap opera moment. It was clearly pre-planned. And look, I know on Bravo, we're all complaining that a lot of these scenes are seeming too fake, too rehearsed. But this was when I didn't give a shit that it was fake or rehearsed or anything. I loved her just dramatic line reading of cookies, uh, desserts on me. Desserts on me. Her name is Shiana, I think. But they had to ask her. Eva had to say, what's your name? Because we're calling you Cookie Lady. (laughs) That made me laugh. Uh, But she said, the Cookie Lady says that Tanya's man said he was single. And look, I think she's making all of this up for camera. I don't believe a second of it. Maybe I should be wrong. I do stand Tanya. I love Tanya so, so much. I've just fallen in love with her this season. I love her upbeat attitude. I think she brings a fresh perspective to Atlanta. I like her. And the cookie lady said to her, don't be mad because I'm fucking gorgeous. And I was like, cookie lady, you need to cool it. She needs to cool it. She needs to take a chill pill and cool it because she's doing a little too much. She's thinking she's a little too big for her britches, and I'm not appreciating it, because uh, she's going after my Tanya, and I do not like that. I love my Tanya, and I don't want anyone going after her. She's so nice. Get off of my Tanya. Go after somebody else. Go after Cynthia or someone else. I don't like it. I don't like it. But it was a very messy scene. I think this was a scene that I've been missing in Atlanta, because otherwise I've been a little bit underwhelmed. We had that one really great episode in Toronto, and then other than that, I feel like the season has been lacking. 
And then we took all those weeks off and I was expecting to come back with like a really explosive episode. And it just didn't feel like that. And from what I understand, we only have two episodes left, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Somebody double check. But I think we only have two regular season episodes left, then the reunion. So it's weird to me that it seems like not a whole lot has happened, right? Is that just me thinking this? Is anyone else underwhelmed by Atlanta? I feel like a little underwhelmed. Speaking of underwhelmed, we cut to Portia and Dennis at therapy, and Dennis looked asleep again. He looked like he was asleep. He's the Ken Todd of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. He's just sleeping on camera every second. And he's at marriage counseling. Like, wake up, Dennis. Somebody put some smelling salts under Dennis's nose and wake him up because he should not be sleeping under the watch of queen icon legend Portia Williams. He should be graveling at her feet for all the shit he's put her through. And here he is at marriage counseling, just eyes closed, looking like he's snoozing through the whole fucking scene. I do not like it. I do not like it. I want him to wake up. I don't even know what's going on there because I was just shouting at my TV, wake up, Dennis! <laughs> that Hillary Duff song, wake up, wake up. Wake up, Dennis. You need to wake up, wake up. You need to wake up, wake up. Then we cut to Cynthia. She's in LA visiting Mike Hill. She has a little awkward scene with the girls, with Mike Hill's girls. And I can't quite figure out this Mike Hill. We learn later in the episode that he's got all these girlfriends. And I don't want to find that weird because I do feel like men, straight men can have friends. I do believe that they can have girlfriends that are straight. But he just seemed to have too many of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seemed weird to me, and I don't want to judge, because I feel like that's judging me to say that Mike Hill is weird that he has all these single, straight girlfriends, but I do think it's very fucking weird. And then his reasoning for not having straight guy friends, while I do understand, like, because straight guys are kind of a mess. I think we can all agree. About 95% of them are the worst. <laughs> we can all agree on that, right? Straight guys are just, they don't get it. They're just, they're not the kind of people that, uh, to be friends with. But... Uh, so I do understand that perspective of my kill, but I don't know. I still feel like there's about 5% of straight white men or straight black men that could be great. So why doesn't he have or straight any color? You know what I'm saying? I think that he should have at least one or two. It seemed, it seems strange to me. There were some guys in the background kind of hanging out, but it seemed like a lot of straight girlfriends that he had. And I did find it weird. And I was kind of mad at myself for judging that. Anyway, uh, speaking of straight guys, we do see Kenya and Mark visiting Cynthia Bailey's wine center cellar. And every time they show that wine cellar, the Bailey wine center cellar, we see that close up of Cynthia Bailey's headshot. And it makes me LOL every time because it's like a three season old headshot from the Bravo production. It's like the, the publicity shots that Bravo does. She just printed one and put it in a frame on the Bailey wine cellar. And it makes me laugh every fucking time. But Mark and Kenya definitely hate each other. I think we can still all agree. They hate each other. And speaking of hate, I'm continuing to hate Todd. I don't want to hate him, but he. we see a scene between him and Candy in the kids' room. They're getting ready for the new baby coming. I did love Candy was wearing a Girls Just Want to Have Funs t-shirt, and I love that shirt. I love the message. I'm loving Candy this season, but I'm not liking Todd. He doesn't seem to want Candy to be doing the acting stuff, and Candy wants to act. We saw that montage of her acting. She's she wants to do it all. She was in Chicago. She did the vagina monologues. She did an improv class. We saw a flashback to her at the Groundlings here in LA, which I know quite well. I did a lot of Groundling classes in my day. I went through the whole program. So I did recognize that. And then she also did A Mother's Love, which who could forget A Mother's Love, also starring Portia William. I think Candy should be acting. And I know she's a reg- she's going to be a regular on a TV show soon, or maybe she already is. 
And I support that. I want Candy to be doing all of her dreams. And I don't want Ken, or what's his name, Todd, to be holding her back. I feel like Todd just, uh, I don't, I hate Todd. He doesn't want her to act, and I want her to act. We need her on screen. We deserve it. If Erica Jane could be on Chicago and Broadway, we need, we could get Candy in another Broadway play. I know she did Chicago, but we need Candy on another Broadway play. We need her in all sorts of TV shows. She should be doing a show for Disney Plus. They're doing all sorts of new stuff. Let's get her on Disney Plus. Let's get her on Hulu. Let's get her on Netflix. Let's get her to the masses because Candy deserves it. I want only good things for her. Oh, it's also revealed that Mama Joyce basically hates Todd again. And that's lovely. That's a new development that I wasn't expecting because here's the thing. When Mama Joyce hated Todd, I felt bad for Todd and I was like definitely Team Todd. But now that I'm hating Todd, I'm like very ready for Mama Joyce to come back and hate him again because I just feel like I'll look at it differently. And so I hope we get a little bit of Mama Joyce at the end of the season because it's revealed that Mama Joyce like wants Riley to not get anything from Todd or I, I don't know. I wasn't quite clear on the specifics. It was like someone dies and Mama Joyce wants Riley to get it and not Todd or something. I was a little unclear. But I do like the fact that Mama Joyce hates Todd, and they give us a nice little flashback of her hating Todd. And I can only imagine what she's thinking watching this season. Mama Joyce probably sees that Todd's trying to hold Candy down, and I'm sure she's not happy. We need to get a confessional with her. Let's get her opinion. I'm ready to have Mama Joyce come back with a vengeance. Meanwhile, what else is going on? Oh, back to the um, Mike and Cynthia stuff. So they're in LA, and I do want to briefly just touch down on this. It's revealed that Mike's writing a tell-all book. And I looked immediately up on Amazon. I said, I typed in Mike Hill, and a bunch of books came up, and I gave up looking. But I did briefly search for his book, because I want to know what's going on. What's this tell-all book that Mike Hill's got coming out? I need to know more information. And then Cynthia said she needs to read it. And I said, you sure do. Before you marry him, you read that tell-all. You need to know what's going on. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. If you're about to marry a man that has a tell-all book that you can read, you read that shit, ladies. If I can impart any wisdom to you, you read it. Read it and weep, because you might need, you might find out some things that you don't like in there, and you might need to run away from that man. And so, I need to know more about this book. I'm a little suspect about this Mike Hill, and I did really like him, but now I'm kind of looking at him differently. Because it's feeling a little opportunist that he's on the show a lot, and now he's got this book coming out. I don't know. And good for him, it's a smart business move, but it makes me look at him a little bit with like a, a batted eye, or what's the word I'm looking for? It makes me look at him differently. Then Mike's giving a speech about like hating his exes or whatever, and then his daughter's right there with all these other women, and the daughter cries, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad that they had the daughter on camera. She's crying, she goes in the room crying, and then Cynthia and Mike went in the room fully mic'd. They knew they were mic'd. The cameras were right outside the doorway. And if that was my kid, I would have said, fucking get the cameras out. No way we're filming this. I don't care that they were just filming the door. I know they're on a reality show, but it was a step too far for me. I felt bad for that little girl. We could hear her crying on mic. Ugh, it just broke my heart. It broke my heart. Get out of there. Let her cry in peace. Let, let her cry in peace. I cry in the shower in peace. And let me tell you something. It's the best way to do it. Because on camera, N.O. N.O., the girl did not sign up for it. And Cynthia went in there, and they knew the camera was right outside the door. I didn't like it. Did not like it. I'm not liking Cynthia lately, you guys. Just not liking it. Anyway, that was Atlanta. I think, uh, 
It was okay. It was an okay episode. A below average episode of Atlanta is still pretty good, but I'm underwhelmed by this season. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everything iconic. We got to hop into Jersey. I just want to hear from Melissa. What did I do to you? Maybe you should ask her. Danielle. She said she wants to sit down and talk to me. I thought I smelled something in the water. In the water. <laughs> Jennifer, you're also on thin ice. Like, I don't know if I want you around anymore. Excuse me? Jersey Shore. I was thinking we were going to get to the shore earlier in the episode, but we didn't. We didn't. We open on a Marlene at Marge's house. Marlene, her her assistant housekeeper. Love me some Marlene, but I just got to say, Margaret is forever in a robe. Margaret is forever in a robe. She doesn't give a fuck that she's on camera. She's just putting a robe on. And you can film her or not film her. It reminded me of when I was in high school and... Do you remember when you got to high school, like freshman year, you were like, I'm going to dress cute every day. And like, you get some new clothes and you, you try to look cute. And then by senior year, you're just showing up in the biggest slop you could find. You just wear whatever the fuck you can grab sweatshirts and flip flops. And you just don't even, you go and looking like a troll your senior year of high school. You just don't give a fuck. At least that's how I was. And I feel like that's Margaret. She just does not care that she's on camera anymore. And every single scene of her, Almost uh, every scene, she's just in a robe and curlers and whatever the fuck she is comfortable in. And I respect that. I respect that. But it seems like it's been kind of like a slow 
transition. It was like when she first started, she'd at least put the pigtails in and try to look a little bit cute. And now she just doesn't care. She's completely given up. And I truly love it. Truly love it. Then we see prom day at Teresa's house. Teresa, did you catch this? She had to spray because she said it smelled too much like broccoli. She was just spraying everything because everyone was coming over. And Gia was getting ready for the prom. She's going with Frankie Jr., which, come on, you guys. That couple, they looked beautiful. They looked so good together. And Gia's dress was stunning. I really do like the baby blue. I don't know if it's making a comeback. Again, I'm not super fashionable or fashion forward, but I do think that that baby blue might be making a comeback because I saw, what's her name, on the Oscar red carpets wearing a baby blue, Kristen Cavallari. And I like the dress. And so maybe it's coming back or maybe it's not. But she looked stunning. She looked stunning. And while she was getting ready, Joe, her dad, called. And every time Joe calls and they say, this is a free call from, and then he says, Joe. And he seems so miserable, which of course he's miserable. He's in either prison or ice. So I get that every time he's calling on camera, he's miserable, but it still makes me laugh. And maybe that's inappropriate, but it's funny. It's funny. And then uh, she gets a call and Gia's basically like, okay, I gotta go. And then Nono just sits down next to her and starts crying. He's looking at her. Ah, I love Nona. You know, Nona's just crying, looking at Gia, and it's a beautiful moment. Every time Gia cries or Nona cries, I cry right along with them. I do the tears well up and I cry. He was just watching Gia get the hair done. My my grand. You know, it's just a beautiful moment. Joe and Melissa show up. (sighs) My prom was not this big of a deal. I mean, they had hair and makeup, and we did not have that at my prom. I don't remember even any of the girls getting their hair and makeup done. It was like their mom did their hair. I I don't know. It was an Ohio thing or something, but we did not. I used my brother's car, and we didn't have no limos. It was not as big of a deal. I remember my prom date did sleep with someone else on prom night, though. I will say that. (laughs) She did fuck another guy in the tent after prom. She just left me, and which was fine. I was not interested in sleeping with a girl at the time. But she did leave me that night for some other guy. And I'll never forget, I was like going to look for her at after prom. We all went camping, you know, after the dance. We all we went camping, Geneva at the lake, which was uh, this place in Ohio. We all, we got our tents set up and I was going to talk to her. I was going to see, I was like, where'd she go? I'm going to see if she needs anything because I want to be a good date. And then it turns out she was having sex with another guy in the tent. And that's not a great prom night. Let me tell you that. I... <laughs> I was a little relieved that I didn't have to sleep with her, but I was still a little upset. I thought, you know, maybe you could have picked another night to do this because you're my date here. Um, but you know, who knows? I've been sucking dick ever since. So it is what it is. Maybe it made me the man I am today, but she did leave me. Natalie, I don't mean to call you out by name, but she didn't. I shouldn't say her name, but I just did. I didn't say her last name, though, but she did get caught in a tent with another guy. So it is what it is. Um, those are my scars. <laughs> I've learned to live with them. Um, I'll cry about them in the shower later. But the point is, this prom was a big deal. Frankie Jr. showed up in the tuxedo looking amazing. He's so handsome, that Frankie Jr. So handsome. Although, again, I just have to say, he probably smells very much like protein farts. Because you know he takes a lot of protein powder. And if you do, you smell like protein farts. It just is what it is. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. But Frankie Sr. is also there, and he he starts talking about uh, the Jersey Shore trip to Joe and Melissa, and he's talked to them about it, and Melissa says she's mad at Jennifer. And Melissa said, and I rewound this a hundred times because I could not believe my ears, she said, 
In regards to Jennifer, this is what Melissa Gorga said. She better hope that I don't shove her damn candy apple up her ass at the Jersey Shore. She better hope that I don't shove her damn candy apple up her ass at the Jersey Shore. And I just wrote, what? What the fuck did you say, Melissa? Like, I did not understand that. Let me say it again. She better hope that I don't shove her damn candy apple up her ass at the Jersey Shore. Like, forgive me, I've heard the term, the slang, candy apple. But, what? Melissa trying to be tough just does not work for me. <laughs> I love Melissa. She's stunning. But I, her trying to be tough, I thought, what the fuck were you even saying? I don't think anyone can make that line work. She better hope I don't shove her damn candy apple up her ass. What? What does that even mean? She's just saying words. Just saying words and hoping they fit together. And let me tell you something, they didn't. It was a Mad Lib that didn't work out. You know, sometimes you play Mad Libs and you put some things in and then you read it out loud and you're like, this doesn't make any funny fucking sense. That's what Melissa was doing. Um, but then we cut to Jennifer and Bill. They're getting ready. Bill hates the Gorgas. And I respect that I'm really falling in love with Bill lately. Last week, he just walked away from the conversation with Joe Gorga. And now he has such disdain in his eyes for the Gorgas and the whole production of the show. Bill does not seemingly want to be on camera. Him and Riley should get together and just not film. And they could do other things while everyone else is filming because Bill does not want to be on camera. He hates this whole fucking production. But I'm falling in love with Bill. I want him to get a spinoff. I find him so refreshing. It's like, <laughs> so, I love him. He kind of puts Jennifer in her place when she needs it, but then he's also supportive. I love my, I love me some Bill. Really here for Bill lately. Um, let's see, back at the prom, getting ready, we do have a flashback of Gia as a child. We see footage of her singing that song. Remember she, that chilling moment where she sang that song, waking up in the morning, and she's kind of crying. Waking up in the morning. <laughs> I mean, that should have been released on iTunes. How come we have never gotten a studio recording of that song? That she sings about her broken family in front of the cameras. Why didn't we ever get it? Waking up in the morning. That's a hit. Right up there with uh, Melania's song. I'm here with Tate and Stephanie. Gia and Melania, should, they should do a duet called Waking Up in the Morning with Tate and Stephanie. I don't know. I'm remixing. Spitballing here. But I think that Gia should have released that as a single. I know it was a dramatic ballad, but we've had dramatic ballads from these people in the past. Remember when Danielle Staub released that lesbian ballad? How could we forget? She performed it on Watch What Happens Live, and that's something that plays in my head at random quite a bit. I will be in bed going to sleep, and all of a sudden I'll see Danielle Staub singing too close with that lesbian she was dating. And it was a beautiful moment. So I think that we can accept ballads from these people, and I would encourage uh, Gia to revisit that song. Waking up in the morning. Waking up in the morning. Anyway, when I woke up this morning, I was experiencing that Roni trailer, and I was so happy. Ah, it was great. Roni's back. Holla. Let's see. I love, I love seeing those two at prom together. It's nice. We do have a scene of Jennifer at an event for her brother, a fundraiser, and it was a beautiful moment. Although I did feel bad for the daughter, Gabby, who I also love, Jennifer's daughter, Gabby. They kept showing her eating the chopsticks, uh, eating the sushi with chopsticks, and I just felt bad. I saw, I thought, we don't need to see that. They don't need to be showing her because no one eats right with chopsticks when they're that age. I still can't eat right with chopsticks. Like, I still don't know how they work. And Gabby sure as hell didn't either. And they kept doing a close-up of her with that sushi, and I thought, this is uncomfortable. She doesn't know how to use it. She shouldn't have to know how to use it. She's 11 years old. 
And I still, again, do not know how to use chopsticks. I'm not proud of it. I've tried, I've learned, and I could kind of do it, but it still is messy to me. Still is messy. There was a moment at this fundraiser, though, where we had a performance. And we hear a little bit from Jennifer. Jennifer says, one of the highlights of this event is a cabaret with the beautiful Broadway star. And I swear to God, you guys, I was expecting Luanne de Lesseps to walk da- walk into that room and just start singing Feeling Giovanni or something. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. We have arrived. Whenever I hear the word cabaret, all I could think about is Luann. All I could think about is that Countess showing up and I don't know, and remember when she showed up in blackface for Halloween? That's all I could picture is her showing up. I thought for sure she was going to pop on in and just do one of the, with her bongos. You know how she likes to do those, that drum work on stage? I thought maybe she'll come in with bongos and start banging it and singing jingle bells or something. I'm not sure. But I thought for sure Luann would show up. Thought for sure. But it was a great performance by the woman who plays Elsa on Broadway. And I loved it. Jennifer's mom cries. I cried again. Lots of tears this season, I think, on Jersey. Lots of tears. Every scene on Jersey, I feel like I'm crying lately. There's not a lot of overarching drama, but there are a lot of beautiful tear moments. And I like that. I like that. Then we cut to Teresa and Danielle meeting. We're starting to finally see the cracks in the relationship between Teresa and Danielle. I think Teresa's finally getting tired of sticking up for Danielle, and she does realize that Danielle's a little bit of a monster. And what I was really focused on in this scene was the avocado toast that they ordered. So they both ordered avocado toast, and they were using this very cheap plastic cutlery. And at one point, Teresa's cutlery broke. Just watching them, these two grown women who are supposed to be aspirational on this show, The Real Housewives of New Jersey, which started, again, I would just like to remind you that The Real Housewives franchise started as an aspirational look behind the gates of Cota de Casa. So we're watching this show, and it was always meant to be aspirational. And here are these two women dressed in full hair and makeup, and they were cutting avocado toast, avocado toast with plastic cutlery. And it was breaking, and it was just a beautiful moment. The contrast, chef's kiss. Perfection. Loved every second of it. I wanted to see uh, more cutting with plastic cutlery. I wanted producers to have them just eat more meals with plastic cutlery, because it was making me laugh. I don't even know what they were talking about. I guess they were talking about Melissa. Danielle says, I don't know why Melissa's mad at me now. She's always taken Margaret's side, but she was always my friend. And look... I wouldn't want Danielle around. I'd be scared of her being around. I I do like her on TV, and I would like her to stay on TV. But as a person in my life, I don't know if I'd want Danielle around because it it's you know rough, rough. Then we cut to a scene with Dolores and Sam, her interior designer. I really don't care about this scene at all. Then we cut to everyone getting ready at the Jersey Shore, and everyone's going there. They all go. Jackie goes with Margaret and Joe. Teresa and Melissa and Joe Gorga to go together. And Joe Gorga is talking shit about Jennifer. And Teresa tells him straight up, she says, Joe, don't get involved in the girl stuff. Don't get involved. And then it's revealed that Danielle's coincidentally going to be at the Jersey Shore when they're there, which, of course, <laughs> what's going on with the vacations this season in Jersey? They're so fucking sad. They went to East Hampton or something or West Hampton and then now they're going to Jersey Shore. It's the most sad vacations. Other franchises, we're going to Cartagena, we're going to Germany, we're going to Ireland. Here in New Jersey, we went to the Jersey Shore. It's so bleak. And Atlanta's vacations, too. I was happy that we went to Toronto, but it didn't feel like a season vacation. I don't know what's going on. Are the budgets 
do they just not have budgets for vacations now, or what's happening? What's going on here, Bravo? We need answers. Why are the vacations sucking so bad? Maybe they don't have the money. I know Teresa's going to Italy, so I don't know if production, maybe they had to pay a pretty penny to send her there, but I need a full cast trip in an exotic location or another country or something. I'm tired of these the Florida trips. You know, Roni's gone to Miami a hundred times, and they're going to Mexico again. I need some more exotic locations for these vacations because it's a little bit sad to me. A little bit sad. So then they all get to the Jersey Shore house. The rooms look fine. They look fine. At least everyone got a room. I was happy about that. But some of the rooms, I would be upset. If I was on a hit TV show, and I know I say this all the time, and I sound probably like a diva, but if I was on a hit TV show and they tried to put me in a room with like a twin bed, I'd say, nope. And I, I talked about this on the Vanderpump Rules recap because Sheena stayed with Peter in a room and we know production pays for it. And I would just say, are you kidding me? Like I'm the star of your show and you're not even putting me in a room without, or with a twin bed. Like that is crazy to me. And Teresa, I think, had a room with a queen bed, but still, I would want a king size bed. <laughs> Maybe I'm a diva. Maybe that's wrong of me. Although I do like sometimes when they shove them in these. This wasn't a shitty place, but sometimes I like seeing them shoved into a shitty location. But still, still, because you know these people don't vacation and stay in places with a twin bed. Anyway, the rooms. I look fine. There's a prenup conversation, and Teresa really throws Joe, her husband, under the bus. She said that, well, we saw on the footage from a couple weeks ago where Joe said that he didn't even want to get married. And then Teresa finally admits that he fucked around. And he, she says he had a separate cell phone with one girl when Gia was three. I could not believe she was saying this because Teresa's been so adamant that Joe has not cheated. And we even saw the footage of Jacqueline saying that she he cheated, and there's been all these other allegations. But I couldn't believe that she was finally saying it so calmly. She was just saying, yeah, he cheated. Or she thinks that he did. She believes that he did. It was a big thing for her to admit to. I couldn't believe it. And I was proud of her, and I do just want her to move on and get another guy. And it seems like she's prepping us for that, so that's good. But uh, it was shocking to me, truly. Then we cut to everyone getting ready. They're all going to be going out. Joe, again, is talking shit about Jennifer in a confessional. And I thought, this is going to bode well for the reunion. Joe Gorga said some shit about Jennifer. And you know Bill's going to come after him at the reunion. I'm very excited about it. Very excited. And it was revealed last week, if you guys listened to my chat with Brian Moylan, that the men on Jersey get paid. They're part of the cast, and so they get paid as cast members. That was interesting to me. So they'll definitely be at the reunion, which by the way, I know this is not a Vanderpump Rules recap, but how the fuck are they going to do that Vanderpump Rules reunion? Are they going to have all 19 people on stage? I mean, that's just going to be a clusterfuck. I know that's neither here nor there, but the point is, they uh, on Jersey Shore, they talk about going to Jenks, which I know from watching Jersey Shore, I was very excited when they said Jenks. And they're all sitting there, we see a flashback of Melissa when she was younger, and she looked exactly like Sammy's sweetheart. And then it was revealed that Teresa like beat up some people at Jenks or at the Jersey Shore when they were younger. And wow, the circle of life, you guys, because it just made me realize that the Jersey Shore cast is really just the Real Housewives. It's a circle of life. And then that made me start thinking, we need, we need, we need to get Snooky on the Jersey Housewives. I'd love to see Sammy's sweetheart, Wow. I love watching them on the Jersey Shore reboot, don't get me wrong. 
But could you imagine them on Housewives? Ah, give them to me. Give me Snooky on The Real Housewives. Give me Snooky hobnobbing with Teresa. I know they have a connection there. I'm sure they've met before and get along. Give me Sammy Sweetheart. She's not doing the Jersey Shore reboot. Please get her on Housewives. I beg of you for next season. We need some fresh blood. I think they would be perfect. They know how to do reality TV. They're messy. Please, gods. Please, bravo, gods. Please, bravo, Andy. Give me one of the Jersey Shore customers. Give me Dina. Give me JWoww. Give me Angelina. I don't care that she travels around with a trash bag of clothes. Give me Angelina on the Jersey Housewives. I love it. I'd love to see Margaret and JWoww in a scene together. Could you imagine? JWoww, what are you doing? <laughs> JWoww, I love it. I love it. JWoww's got a lot going on in her personal life. Give me, get her on Housewives. Have they ever thought about this? I wonder if they ever even reached out. Maybe it's something they reached out to them for. I think they would be perfect. But Teresa did beat up two girls and a guy in her youth. And I thought, let me see that footage. Let me see that footage. Oh, and then it was also revealed that Dolores, when she was with Frank, hired a private eye. And I don't know if she was joking about this, but apparently the private eye got so scared of Frank Sr. that he dropped the camera and broke it or something. Whoo! I felt that. I, if I was that private eye and I had to come face to face with Frank Sr., whoo, I would have dropped the camera just from the protein farts alone because you know they stink. And uh, the fact is, uh, Frank Sr. is terrifying. He's got giant muscles and I would be scared. But they all sit at this lunch or dinner, I don't know what it was, but they talk about how Danielle's going to be at the Jersey Shore. And it was so funny because <laughs> Melissa said, like, Danielle's going to be here and Margaret's. The first words out of her mouth was, I thought I smelled something in the fucking water. She's a fucking barnacle. <laughs> she called her a fucking barnacle. Thought I smelled something in the water. <laughs> Margaret makes me laugh, you guys. She said she smelled something in the water because Danielle was at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you know Danielle watched that and was just fucking fuming. You know she was. Anyway, the next day we see, uh, we saw Frank Sr. wait. We saw everyone waking up and we saw Frank Sr. without a blouse on. And it was very shocking to me. He, was, he ate all the cupcakes and he was not wearing a top. And it was just a sight for my eyes. It was a sight for my eyes. A shock to my system. Shock to my system. Uh, Joe Gorga said he was mad because he didn't get laid that night. And then they all go downstairs. Uh, Frank Sr. is making dinner. Dolores orders some food from him. I was a little underwhelmed. I thought when they got to the shore, they should have been a little wild. It looks like next week's going to be a little bit more wild. But it was a little bit boring to me, this episode. All these episodes felt like filler this week on The Housewives. But maybe that's why they gave us the New York trailer. Maybe that's why they gifted it to us. Uh, but and the next morning, Melissa makes a joke about Teresa finding a guy at the Jersey Shore. And then Teresa said she feels bad about talking about her husband, Joe. She said, I feel bad. My daughters, my, my daughters, I can't do a Teresa accent. I was working on one. I was trying to do a Teresa impression, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. But the point is, Teresa feels bad about throwing Joe, her husband, under the bus. I'm worried about this show if Teresa ever gets fired or decides to quit, because it seems like it's all about Teresa. And it works for this franchise, but I'm. What happens if Teresa leaves? What happened? More than any other franchise uh, within the Real Housewives, I think Jersey just relies on her so much that I can't imagine what happens if she ever decides to leave, or if Bravo can't afford to keep her around, or if they have to fire her or something. Like what happens? But Teresa that morning she talks about the lawyers and how it's expensive, and then Marge chimes in. She says, "I got to pay lawyers too." 
And then Jennifer chimes in with that and tries to stick up for Teresa and throws Margaret under the bus. And that's when Margaret gets pissed at Jennifer. She turns on Jennifer. She says, I didn't know Jen worked. And then Jen gets pissed and Margaret tells Melissa, this one's on my list. This one's on my list. It's on my list. And that's how it ends. I'm very excited about this dynamic. I do really love the Melissa versus Jennifer and now the Margaret versus Jennifer. I think this is a fun shade for this show. And it feels good to kind of like let the storylines be about someone other than Teresa for a minute. I'm excited. Although I do have to say, Melissa fighting is not the best. She's going to pull a candy apple out of Jennifer's ass or something. Who knows? But next week, we get lots of drinking. It looks like next week's episode really picks up. I know we're at the tail end of the show. We're at the tail end of the season. I think this is it. The Jersey Shore, I think we have a few more episodes. We do have Teresa going to Italy, but I don't think we have a whole ton of episodes left. So we're towards the end. Um, but next week looks good. Everyone gets drunk. Bill gets too drunk. They have to carry him out of probably Janks or something. And that looks good to me because now I love Bill. Uh, and then we also get uh, some more Margaret versus Jennifer. And then we get a sit down between Melissa and Danielle. And I think that's going to be interesting. But Melissa basically t- tells Danielle, like, we're not going to film with you anymore. That was what she's saying. She said, no one wants to hang out with you in the group. But really what Melissa's saying is no one trusts themselves filming with you. So that's. With that on that, that was New Jersey. That's Housewives for the week. Now, I have to mention, next week, the live show start. I'm going to be in San Francisco. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. I know a lot of people are asking me what we're talking about. We're going to be talking most about Vanderpump Rules, uh, of course. So if you can watch that episode that airs the night before. But I'm going to try to make it so, no matter, even if you don't watch it, hopefully you'll have some fun at the show. So uh, we might be touching on a little Atlanta at the show. And maybe we'll touch on a, a brief little bit of Jersey, but for the most part, we're going to be talking Vanderpump Rules, and we'll make it pretty inclusive, so it should be fun for those of you, even if you're not able to watch the episode next week. But for those of you asking, I hope you can watch the Tuesday night episode of Vanderpump Rules if you're coming to the San Francisco show. There are still limited tickets left at the Dallas show, so go to everythingiconic.com. the top of the page, click Live Shows, and you can get tickets to the Dallas show. Um, everything else is sold out. And the Dallas show, let me just say, I'm I might have like a really exciting guest. I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but whoo, if it works out, maybe it won't work out. Maybe there'll be no one under promise over deliver, but whoo. Anyway, uh, what else? What else? If you want the t-shirts, you can find the links in the episode description. If you want to support this podcast, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you can donate $4 more per month and get access to the bonus episodes. More importantly, you're helping to support this podcast, but I'm doing one a month. Uh, what else do I have to say? I'm going to New York right before the San Francisco show. I'll be in New York. Uh, I'm not doing a live show, but I am doing something very exciting that if you follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, I'll be posting there about it. Uh, and what else? I love you all for listening. Let's do our cool down. Let's take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. This uh, weekend, this week, just try to remember to breathe, slow down. If you're feeling yourself run down or going in too many directions, just take a moment to relax, look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're a queen, an icon, and a legend. Love you all so much for listening. Have a great weekend. 
We'll be back next week. I have a very exciting interview coming and then the live show. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.